1: Hello everyone, welcome back to Tradies, Sam McClure and Mitch Cleary. It's going to be a different sounding pod for the next few days. We are the Monday, which is the third last day of the 2023 trade period. Not your average episode. A little bit punchier Oof. because we know that things are going to move pretty quickly. So whether you're listening to this uh, late on a Monday night, early in your Tuesday morning on your commute in, maybe you're walking to the gym, maybe you're going to get your morning coffee. Uh, we tell you the latest and also the deals behind the deals. Welcome to you, Mitch. Good evening to you,
2: Sam. We know more important time than to subscribe, subscribe for the show than it is now. Yep. So make sure you hit subscribe because we're going to drop a few more regular shows this week than we normally do. A few deals have gone down today. I want to pick your brain on Liam Henry, plus a few deals still up in the air. Where well, do you want to start? Well,
1: let's get straight into it. I mean, I think Free Hour Emerging is the story of the next 12 months. Yep. I really do. Um, they've had two more plays It's not a shock that Schultz and Henry have, have gone. We both know that those, those are deals that we're absolutely going to get done, but- As we spoke about on this pod last week when I went through the list of players that have left, and I know Frio aren't necessarily, Mitch, a a sexy headline. They've got a young coach who, you know, very recently took them to a winning final. Yep. They had a horror year this year. They've just lost two more starting eighteen players and a coach going into a contract year of next year. Justin Omew is only contracted until the end of 2024. He cannot afford to coach a team that doesn't make finals again and yet players keep leaving. It's alarming. I don't know how they get better from this year into next year, given Lockie Schultz
2: behind Jai Amos is their second best forward. Liam Henry, again, he's on an out-and-out staff the Dockers hasn't been, but they invested a lot in him in a top 10 pick, and he walks out the door for essentially a future second-round pick. Now, we I, spoke about his value yeah. at, at length on this show. If the Saints finish top 10 next year. That's a pick in the mid 20s. That's even before
1: compo picks come in. If if it's a if it's a year like this year, that will be a pick in the 30s at least for Liam Henry. It's a disaster to lose a guy that you take in the top 10 of a draft 4 years later who's showing signs. Yeah. And you lose him for a future second round pick, which could be anything. Like Now, I know that people will point to previous clubs surviving it. I mean, Carlton lost Sam Patritsky Seaton who was what pick 5 you know, at a similar time to West Coast, who has gone on to, to do nothing. Um, Patricey Seaton had, you know, probably not shown as much as Henry has. And Dow and, and O'Brien, one's been delisted um, with a year left on his contract in O'Brien, and Dow's going to get to St Kilda for a late pick. So those were all, were all misses. But Henry has shown a lot more than any of those three did in their early years, particularly as that outside sort of play that can be damaging. Um, so to lose him for a future second, I think it's a great bit of business from St Kilda. He fits their needs. I'm just I'm just worried about what's going on at the Dockers. And right now, they've traded all their picks into next year.
2: They've got three first rounders, their own, Collingwoods as part of the Schultz deal, and then Port
1: Adelaide's in that deal they did. So how does that help them actually get better next well, it's year? Well, it's a great question. And you know, you'll hear some people, and probably people that have been briefed by people over the West, of, oh, well, you know, just they get to stockpile all these picks and geez, it gives a, them a great they a opportunity. They final 12 months ago. Exactly. And they just went and recruited Luke Jackson on 1100000 million. You're not doing that when you're at the same time you want first round picks. So, I mean, let's say Frio had made a prelim this year, right? Yeah. Let's just say. And a lot of people at the start of the year would have said that was an absolutely a possibility. They went younger on their list. They did go younger, but Mundy retired, so that's naturally
2: going to bring your list age down. Yep. Blake Akers goes out. Lobb goes out. So they they knew that they might have been able to take a, a step back. They've got but a really, this year was too far back. Yeah,
1: they've got a really solid defence. Yeah. They've got stars left, right and centre in their midfield. Granted, they're looking for another goal-king forward. I mm. understand that. And they've just lost one. And they've, lost just, they've just lost a guy who kicked 63 goals in the last two years. For a future pick. That's not going to help them now. Yep, yeah. And, you know, one was contracted but, you know, had been in and out of off the rookie list. And the other one, how did they let him Liam Henry get to this point. How do you let a top 10 pick get to this point uncontracted?
2: They had tried to, you know, they'd offered him a contract midway through the year. They had made noise of keeping him. He obviously got a, a lucrative deal at, at St Kilda. He got the Ross Lyon link and the Bradley Hill link. But yeah, it's a it's a concern when a player who's born and bred in WA wants out.
1: They're under the pump. Uh, yep. Peter Bell and, and, and Justin Longmuir are as under the pump as any head of football and coach going to a season next year. There's just no other way of looking at it. And Sean Darcy, he remains on your whiteboard. Nothing's going to happen this trade period
2: unless something miraculously bobs up in the last 48 hours. But he is a big watch as a free agent. All the noise is that he will re-sign, but until he puts pen to paper, um, we can't
1: take that to the bank. Okay, let's um, – let's. Try. in fact, do you want to talk a little bit more about Schultz and, and yeah. the, the management side of it? Because you mentioned this in passing last week. He, he was managed essentially by Craig Kelly – this time last year, Craig yep. Kelly, now that the CEO of TLA, I'm sure that there will be people that are drawing dots. Yeah. Well, joining dots. People other clubs also that I've spoken to that have drawn dots. And we are always waiting when did Craig join Kelly- Join dots or draw? That's my fault. I said drawn dots. I think you joined dots. What did I say? Drawn dots.
2: Well, they probably drawer... drew, drew the dots they drew and them then, and they, then joined they joined them. them. Yeah,
1: that's fair. We point. got there. Yeah.
2: When Craig Kelly went from TLA- to Collingwood, we're all thinking, "Oh, what's you know the what's the link going to be? Where's the Collingwood upper hand going to be as part of yep. the move from him out of player management?" Now, the Dogs and Hawthorne were well down the path with what they thought was a deal for Lockie Schultz in twelve months' time. Right, he hit a trigger for twenty twenty four this year of games trigger, and those clubs were positioning themselves for twelve months' time. Collingwood comes in. Is it? A free kick or is it just good management that they knew that Lockie Schultz was up for grabs this trade period? He comes in on a four-year deal with the trigger for a fifth and takes Taylor Adams' spot, puts more pressure on Jack Inman.
1: I think it's great business for Collingwood and smart play, but there are people questioning it. Yeah, and they can question it all they want, but this is one of the benefits of when you go and get a CEO who's had the skill set and the relationships of a Craig Kelly, this is... Part of the deal. Yeah. Like, this is the whole point. It's like, I know it's very different, but if you were to go and get – remember, this is a poor example, right? It's just a left-field comparison. Remember when Dave Stevenson joined the Western Bulldogs as the CEO? Yeah. This is years ago now. From Nike. And one of the things was that I think he was high up at Nike. I think but prior to that, he might have even been one of the chief marketing officers of, of Coca-Cola or, okay. or, or something like that. And he was brought in because um, the Western Bulldogs at the time – Wanted to put themselves on the map commercially, and have, you know, no better way to do that than have some experience from someone who's worked at a global company. It's a, it's the same principle with here with Craig Kelly. We bring him in. Well, what's Craig good at? Well, we know he's good at making money. We yeah. know he's good at 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 cutting costs because that's, he's done that as a CEO of a major business. And by the way, if he if he gets us a couple of um, decent players who are picking between club X Y Z or Collingwood, yeah. Well, why not? I mean, that's for me. That's that's just part of life.
2: And for clarity, Craig Kelly was the boss of TLA that managed Lockie Schultz. His direct manager is
1: Jason Dover, who's yep. based yeah, in but the Yeah, Jason West. Dover, he answers He did. Craig Kelly. Well, sorry, answered. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like Freo are going to be a, a big talking point for Just quickly. Okay, just quickly.
2: Welcome. We spoke about the Dockers probably copping unders for Liam Henry. I reckon they did a ride out of the Lockie Schultz deal. Pick 34 this year. Yep. Plus a future first rounder, which if Collingwood win the flag again, that'll be pick 19. Yeah, if 18. they
1: slide, ends up being like pick
2: eleven or something. So the Dockers with you we know they're armed next year with three first rounders. Doesn't help them now. Yeah. But it does position them for a deal potentially for Logan McDonald, who's out of contract at the Swans yeah. in twelve months but time.
1: Simon Lethlane, Steven Silvani, and Graham Allen should send Fremantle a box of very nice wine for absolutely bending them over a barrel with Liam Henry. A well, future second.
2: You said a few weeks ago when we did the comparisons Liam Henry was probably worth a pick ten. Yeah, I said around to pick 20. Yeah. Okay, all right. You no, were right. I was I'm wrong. So... Okay, no, he just He likes rubbing in doing. And they've got something in the 30s.
1: Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Um, so so Hawthorne are really interesting to me. The, the mm. Gunston thing. So it feels like Gunston's been speaking to former teammates. Yeah, he's overseas at the moment with Luke Bruce, James Sisley, and a few others on a golf trip. Okay. I think they do that every year. Um, Sorry. And – no, 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 no need to apologise. Just Well, it came at the same time as he put the request right. in. so he's been talking to teammates. Yeah. and was so like, I want to get back to Hawthorne. But has anyone from his management sort of checked that Hawthorne actually want him? I'm just – look, Jack Gunson's had an unbelievable career, and I don't think this is really going to damage anything. But it would be a weird mark on his paper to be like, remember when he tried to get back to Hawthorne and then they didn't want him? or they couldn't get it done because they weren't prepared. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if Gunston was 25 and in the peak of his powers and this was happening, it'd be a massive story. But because he's right towards the end. But like why go to Brisbane and sign a two-year deal? And then after one, when you've been struggling with injury in form anyway, why wouldn't you see it
2: out? I want to know why he wants to go to Hawthorne and not another Victorian team. Obviously, he's got a need or a want to get back to Victoria to get back to Hawthorne given he's at a premiership contender and one injury to Danaher or hit what he's in, and he could be playing in a premiership in 12 months' time. He could be a four-time premiership player in 12 months if he
1: stays. Yeah, it's highly unlikely he's going to win one next year at Hawthorne. I mean, you never yeah. say never, but, geez, they'd be down the bottom of the of the list. Yes, it's romantic to get back to Hawthorne, but,
2: you know, why not open yourself up to Melbourne or even St Kilda? Yep. And is, you think Charles now linked explicitly to Kaczynski? Yeah, I think it's going to be a three-way trade of sorts where Richmond give up a pick for Kaczynski. That pick's then moved to Gold Coast for Choll. Yep. I think the Choll thing will happen, but it's just a little bit of musical chairs. Given the Suns aren't in major need of picks right now because they've already done their work on getting those picks for those academy players.
1: Port Adelaide have got a lot of work to do. They do. We've got two
2: days left. Where do you see this playing out? Everything revolves around Port right now. So they offered pick 25 last week to Geelong for a Radaglia. The cat said no, we want more. I can't believe I can't believe Geelong are saying, yep, yeah, okay. And the news today... That I understand is the power open to trading that twenty-five out to another club. Clubs are coming for that pick twenty-five because right. those picks in the twenties are actually pretty high, highly valuable now because Gold Coast have got heaps in there. And then when a pick comes for Jed Walter in the first round, there's going to be picks in the late teens and twenties that slide forward because the picks will be absorbed. Yeah, we get we're getting into micro. No, in
1: no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. So Pick twenty-five be, because of the because Gold Coast had pick four, did they, or pick six? Yeah, pick four, pick four, which went to the Dogs. Yep. And they ended up getting a myriad of picks in the 20s. Yeah, When those picks get absorbed yep. by the guys that are going to the academy, which we'll talk about in a, mm. in a second, by the way, uh, some of those picks will slide forward. So 25 yep. could end up becoming 22. Could do. Yeah, but it'll probably get pushed it'll, back by, by the bids. By the bids. That yep. so, gone a so you're way. right. It's very micro. It's very micro, yep. but- there's, there pe- are cops- people, there's people drinking their coffee at the moment, which wish they had the last 12 seconds of their life back. What
2: time do you have a coffee every morning?
1: 6.50. Every morning? Every morning. Um.
2: Except weekends. So the power of cat's stalemate, cats. The power could just say stuff it. will trade twenty five, and then they could be left with a bit of work to do. Radigalea could there could be there for the national draft. We haven't seen one pretty much in that way since the Luke Ball deal. Can I? Sorry,
1: I just. Far be it for me to judge two of the all time greats in Andrew Mackie and Stephen Wells, mm-hmm. who are running list management at Geelong. In what world is Asava Radigalea worth more than pick twenty five? In, in, it, Playing Devils, this a, world
2: I think I think that's fair oh here we go but putting my can
1: you take your scarf off as well please
2: <laughs> he's getting a five year deal we've spoken about
1: this players don't usually move for five year deals anything less than pick 20 okay so what you're saying is Geelong is sitting there going hey you're giving him a five year deal so clearly you value hmm. him as a key part of your best team next year yes don't be offering us something in their mid 20s yeah okay I disagree that that's happening, but it sounds like you're right. What
2: else? would Sorry, Geelong I disagree. Be holding?
1: I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. I disagree with Geelong's stance. <laughs> I agree that that's that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. And then There's if, a few if, others. Soldo as well. Yeah, the Tigers are digging their
2: heels in on that, which I find bizarre because 12 months ago, they were happy for him to look around. And, and did, he ended up looking at the Giants. He right? had a medical at the Giants, so and yeah. the Giants just couldn't get it done with Cap. And who, so Porter into him now? Porter into him, but the Tigers are saying, no, not
1: this time. See, for, me, years- for me, Soldo is as important. Like, I'd be wants, I'd, I'd be wanting Soldo faster than Zerk Thatcher. Yeah, I agree. Because who else is going to rack for him? Well, they've got Jordan Sweet on the hook from the Dogs. Yeah, well, you know, with the greatest respect. Well, he hasn't had an opportunity behind Tim English. Oh, okay. So if he hasn't had an opportunity, he must be a gun then.
2: Well, you never know.
1: I agree. You'd never know. So he could be important. Okay.
2: But maybe Adam Uzo has come in and said, I want to be a two Ruckman coach. It didn't Mm -hmm. work at Melbourne this year, but maybe he saw glimpses of it that suggest otherwise, because why else would they be holding on his soldo when they let him they basically flew him to the Giants last year and said, "Go and meet and have a, have a free trip to Sydney and, and tour the club." And just to cap off on
1: Port Dersma and Zerk Thatcher. Yeah, this is fascinating. When we got the player, for, we spoke about the player for player swap last week. Yeah, with Shaw and Adams. Yep. Yeah. and the only one since then, I think, is um, has been the Lewis Jetta for Callum Sinclair Yes, in twenty fifteen, yeah. and Mitch Clark, Travis Varko. And Haredi Lamumba. Oh yeah! I think was wedged in between those two. Jeez, there's some nuts and bolts in those ones. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a Mitch Clark nuts and bolts one day. Yeah, actually, maybe not. Um,
2: so Essendon want to do a direct swap: Zerk Thatcher for Dersma, and the power is saying, "Hang on, this guy's contracted." I'm with Port. I'm He's with- worth more than Zerk Thatcher. I'm with, probably in the same boat. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm in Port's camp here.
1: Yeah, Dersma's got much more upside than Zerk Thatcher. I'm a bit
2: bullish on Zerk Thatcher not yeah, being I'd, the number one back. I don't know why. If he, if a literally, you very, you're, you're very leader. bullish
1: on blokes getting more money than their career than their career would just dis- say they deserve. I'm
2: a pro players guy. You, yeah, you, uh, you'd be great. Wait till I get onto soft caps and not what clubs deserve in terms of more soft caps. Yeah, well, you just think that there's all this money everywhere. Well, the AFL keeps signing
1: you know, record TV deals. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Uh, okay, and we're sort of running out of plays. We're still on the watch for um, Jack Paddy, Billings, Paddy Dow. Paddy Dow. We'll get to we'll get to St Kilda at some stage. Now this is micro, but hear me out. Okay, it, Essendon. R- remember, it is a shorter version of the podcast. Essendon and St Kilda. Gresham goes to the Bombers.
2: Yes. Originally he was talking four or five year deals, but signs a three year deal, shorter tenure, but more money to make sure that that f- end of first round compo is hit. Yeah, manipulation. Yep. So seven hundred thousand dollars a season over three years to make sure. The Saints get picked twenty one in return. Yep. Now many which, believe which is not how the system was set up for. That the, the but bombers. It's yeah,
1: sure. just all concocted. That the bombers Saints need a favour now between them. See, see, this is this is the bullshit of what happens. I oh, will, we'll give you a higher so You make sure down the track we get one in it. This is not. So watch whether Essendon get involved in a three or four way
2: trade with uh, Dow at the Blues to Saints. Yeah, and then Caulfield from. The Saints to dogs. Just watch this. I'm keen to see what Essen and What are Carlton and, going to get out of this? Well, they'll get, get a, picks for Dow. Get
1: a late pick. Yeah. Hmm. That wasn't that micro. I liked it in the end. Okay. Um, and then yeah, any ones to watch. We've still got Sean Darcy there. He's a free agent next year, as um, Mitch talked about off How about the top. The, and Nick did Haynes, you see the eagle statement about the weekend? So, about Brockman? Uh, no. Well, they traded Brockman.
2: They got Brockman cheap, but they always had the threat of the, mid- the preseason peaks. draft. Yep. yep. So there was talk over the weekend that Duggan and Jack Darling were up for trade and the Eagles put a statement out saying, contrary to media yes. speculation, I think they threw Elliot Yo your man in, who you had on the, the one mm. to watch in that. Mm-hmm. I just find it interesting when Cobbs put out statements early in trade period when there's still days to go because what if they got a big offer? They'll have egg on
1: their face. Yep. And uh – I met my our man Harley.
2: Yeah, take on Friday. How do we take until
1: what are we 15, 20 minutes into the pod? Well, because we want to give people what they want, you know. No, no, no. Just just trust me. Judging by my phone last week, this is what they want. I can I just just say this just just indulge me for three seconds. I am so glad I'm off social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you for you too. Can you imagine the shit that would have been said? I saw it. Yeah, good. Oh, terrific. Uh, yeah we. Uh, I was hosting a breakfast. He was on one of the panels. Does he listen to the show? I don't think so. It gets back to him though. I didn't get the sense that he listened, but he also might be a secret listener. Mm. Um, lovely, lovely guy. We had a good laugh about it. I met his uncle Steve. Um, Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm so glad that we got to meet and that it was all – because, you know, when I did hear him say on radio that he must not like me or something, I was like – Holy shit. Like, I don't want an 18 year old kid thinking that
2: do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know what you like at eighteen. he hasn't even entered the system yet. Yeah. Yeah. Players change when they get to the system.
1: Uh and it sounds like West Coast will just hold on to pick one until closer to the draft so night already. From
2: reckon. your conversation of meeting Harley, has your opinion shifted? I'm not I'm
1: not getting dragged <laughs> back into this. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm not getting dragged Bullshit. back into this. I have said what I have I've said. i dropped my first swear word on the show for this very reason. I've s i have I think you swore last week. I've said what I've said, and I will not be saying anything else. So you're <clears> still <throat> you. of
2: the view, you, you right here, right now, you get the chance to shift that. I'm not You're still of the I'm view not, that West Coast won't take him at pick I'm one. I'm not
1: letting you lure me into getting some bullshit stories. I'm giving you the right of reply. I understand what you're him. doing. And my right of reply is, he's a lovely young man, <laughs> and I'm sure that he will do well wherever he's taken <laughs> <laughs> to whichever club in whichever state.
2: And for those tuning in for the first time, go back to last week's show where Sam <laughs> said
1: West Coast won't take Harley Reid to pick one. Okay, I want to um, I, I want to play you something that's quite fresh. It was from tonight, so Monday evening, Graham Wright came on my radio show on Widewater Sports on 3RW, and Three W, and I asked him about some of the compensation that had been handed out to North Melbourne. He's part of what he had to say. Um, <laughs> be
3: careful here. I feel like specifically around uh, the compensation for. But Ben McKay, I think, I think that's fine. I think that's what the, the system's there for. That um, a team that loses a free agent, um, you know, second last, which they were on the ladder, um, should get properly compensated. I, I'm, I must have been a bit more concerned about the, the other selections that they were able to receive as part of um, as part of the, the commission's um,
1: Just the compensation assignment. package. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, to help them, you know, to end the first round picks and uh, next year, and then. They've traded out of both of those and whether they were going to be reviewed again next year, I'm still not 100% sure. So good on North. They've, they've um, used the rules and um, put their case forward to, to, to the those those So we can't complain about that. I, I just feel that, um, yeah, that, that maybe it was a, a little bit heavy compensation-wise that those decisions are made by other people. Um, obviously, I'm not a part of that.
1: But it, it makes it, by virtue of their assistance, it just makes it harder for other competing clubs, right? Including you, you know, the reigning Premier.
3: Oh, makes it harder for everybody, you know, whether it be whether it be those compensation picks or whether it be you know, where we we sort of see the Gold Coast at the moment with their stuff going on, which is good luck to them as well, having three players potentially that are the top ten picks, but you're, out of, you're able to trade out a pick four and still match a bid for all of those players. I mean, we've we've got a flawed system.
1: So at the end there, you can hear him compare to the picks that, uh, or sorry, that the the academy players that Gold Coast are going to get, and he's basically saying how. They only had one pick at pick four, but they get to pick three players at that pick because they traded out for picks in the 20s. So that's how the point system works. That's the AFL's point system that set up. Yeah. So Graham Wright's a really interesting one to ask of that because he's been around a long time. He built Hawthorne's list that won them four premierships. Um, highly respected. He's not one that flies off the handle. He's very considered. And you could hear the frustration in his yeah. voice there. And so I just, without... I know people have sort of taken the piss about how emotional I've been about North Melbourne and I have been. In fact, my own mother who listens to my show every night texted me and said, even coming from me, I think it's time you let the North stuff go. <laughs> that's it from her. She's like said, I never said a negative thing about my work ever. Um, but I just wanted to make the is point- she on social media? She's, Gillian's not. Actually, her dog is. So I think it's actually her, but it's her dog. Does she follow footy accounts and I don't know. Harley Reid stuff? I doubt it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> well, What did they say? Actually, don't tell me. Um, I just wanted to make the point that there's been a lot of debate in the last few weeks around how um, unequal the system is. Father sons, next gen academies, zones. You know, plays plays getting picked from um, you know different parts of Australia based on an an area of which they were they were born into, or which they were taken from during school, all that sort of stuff. And I totally get it. But it's also, that's the system. Like the father-son pick, that's a, that's in the system. It's actually written into the rules. Yeah, Gold Coast getting three academy players in the one draft. Like name me another Gold Coast academy player that's come through and been any good. Jack Bowes. Yeah, now plays for another team. Yeah. Thank you. Point made. So you can't, you can't shit can it just when they start to get good players. Again, all written into the system. The North Melbourne handouts is the AFL going – we've written a system, we think you need more help. Here's some more help. Okay, bye. That's it. And if you're still shit in a couple of years, come back and ask for more help and we'll have a look at it.
2: They weren't even as shit as they were last year and they got more picks this year. Yeah. If you add up this year's end of first rounder plus the two next year in the AFL's
1: own point system, it's the equivalent of pick two. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't know that until you just said that. Like, that's... I think we should move on because I'm, I'm starting to. I'm getting a bit sweaty I think in the palms. Yeah, it's 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 no good. It's so no good when people like Graham Wright are voicing their
2: displeasure. Yes. Do you think this will prompt the AFL? Well, they can't do anything now. They've already they given those, and those picks from North yeah, next right. year have already been traded. But like, what do we do about it?
1: Yep. Hey, just before we we move on, um, do you think there's any left field? Things coming in the last couple of days. I know it's it's hard to predict, I get it, but like do you think anyone comes late for Bailey Smith, Ollie Wines, Nick Haynes, Taryn Thomas, Tom Barras? I'm, I'm willing to concede that Tom Barras story is over. Okay, so can we take him off the whiteboard? <laughs> He's gone. Yes. This is like me and Dusty. <laughs> I refused. Just talking to He's our. A, fr- hang on, this is the sound of him going.
2: He's off. <laughs> I was talking to our friends from the Rezzy's podcast who were in here earlier yep. as we, came, we crossed paths on the way into the studio. Kados is a big Melbourne fan. He said, what are the Ds doing? Look at their list. They missed out, gone out in straight sets again. Grundy goes. Then they lose Harms, James Jordan, two premiership midfielders, and Luke Dunstan, who was brought in as midfield depth. Three mature midfielders. What if they get an injury to Oliver... Or Viney next year.
1: Yeah. Their we midfield- still don't know what's happening with Oliver next year. So,
2: yeah. Uh, they need to either draft ready-made mids. If they get to pick one, Harley is that guy, yes. But. Billings. What's happening with him? They need something in there because their midfield M- depth Maybe right now get- is less than it was 12 months Maybe ago. Maybe they get Billings in for not much. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nick Haynes has said he wants to stay at the Giants, but I think he'd be perfect for a team. But he, he's not going anywhere. He, it's his right to stay, and he, he looks like he's going to stay.
0: Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cochin, Matty Lloyd. Lee Montagna, some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT Aaron Phillips to play as a wild card. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Erin down, enter now at the Carlondraft.com.au. That's the theCAltonDraft.com.au. Eighteen plus, drink responsibly. Alright, let's finish off with some just quickly. Now just quickly, just quickly, just quickly,
1: just quickly, just quickly. And that leads into this next question from Ollie. Just quickly, boys, wanted to know if you have any update or any idea of what the D's might be up to. Huh. I know they've traded up those two picks. I think it's six and eleven. But do you think they're gonna do anything with those or take them to the draft? I've always I've heard recently there's been rumblings about something big happening, but <laughs> not so sure yet what's happened. I love when Thank you, Ollie. I and this 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 is going to sound like it's condescending, but it's not at all. Because my mates do it to me all the time. So I've heard rumblings from. Where have you heard these rumblings? <laughs> probably pods like this. Yeah, pods or like Twitter or. There is so much misinformation that comes around trade. I mean, I've been. Your ears are probably closer to the ground than mine on occasion, but I've been concentrating mainly on the Oliver stuff when I've been investigating Melbourne the last two weeks. So I haven't heard about any other bigger moves. Or all you get, they get linked to is just the the key
2: forwards like you know Carlton were better when Harry McCoy was out of the side. Could they make a play for him? You know all the cap room that's been opened up by Grundy leaving, then Harms, Jordan, and you know to a lesser degree Dunstan goes out. Big year next year for the days. It is, and they've gone out straight sets back to back years. They've got to be cooking something. And further, that, 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 there I am buying into the rumblings, but I don't know what it is here. Forty eight hours out, Philippe.
0: Why do clubs seem to drive such hard bargains for players that they haven't really committed to? Uh, case in point, Lockheed Short's getting delisted, then rookies, then series of one-year deals. Cheers, boys. Thanks. It's
1: a fair point. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, it, without without dismissing the question, it's one of those ones where it's, it's, it's the natural evolution of life in sport. Yeah, Is Players suddenly perform to a different level to what they and or their club thought previously acceptable or possible and they end up becoming better. But yeah, I mean, the natural progression of things is that clubs are always clubs who haven't got a player that are trying to get someone out, always value them more. Yeah. To defend the Dockers slightly,
2: they would have been going to Schultz in the last 12 months, or I know they have gone to Schultz in the last 12 months to try and extend. Yeah, no doubt. He's a Victorian. He's always made noise of maybe ending his career in Victoria. But yeah, there's –
1: I think they did a right out of that deal. It was Philippe. I was hoping I was pronouncing that correctly because it's F P. sorry F P H I L I double P E. It reminds me of Ryan Philippe, the actor. Do you know who Ryan Philippe is? No, I know Ryan- Josh Ryan Philippe. Philippe. What about Philippe Coutinho? You never saw Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey? No. Maybe that's next year. movie. Some, we got some work with Mitch over the off season. We got we got some serious work. Ryan. Just quickly. Could we get a 3 two, one breakdown of performances from the lunch last Friday? Cheers. Hey, I meant to mention it a little bit earlier. It was actually bloody awesome, the tradies' lunch. Hotel Collingwood did an unbelievable job. Uh, there were 40 in attendance, so we had four tables. We did basically what was like a live pod for 20 minutes. We didn't record it, so it was just for the people that, that turned up. Um, we had some great clients there. Yeah. Um, Dill Buckley actually hosted at the start we were sort of blown away by that when the boss turns up and he stayed for two thirds of the day yeah do you want to tell people what what you did at the, towards the start of the day because you stri- you stripped of- you stripped brought a bit of humour to yeah, the day I was very concerned so I get the crowd on side early on my side right which is always a, a winner that'd be a heart against me yep
2: <laughs> not judging by the TikTok t- uh, comments
1: uh, I think I was taking a piss out of myself <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> sorry
2: I uh, twist sourced off. and wore a West Coast jumper just to make you feel at ease more having met Harley earlier that morning. I thought you'd make, you'd feel a bit more comfortable with me in a West Coast jumper.
1: And zero being the worst gag ever made in the world and ten being you're basically signing a multi-million dollar deal to create the next Seinfeld. How do you think it went down? <laughs> I like that. You asked me the same question on the day. I said three. Yeah. I've since gone back
2: and reviewed it, looked at the social interaction. Two. It's a six. It's it, it's it went definitely- off. Social seem to enjoy it. Scotty, our producer, it is went nodding. off on socials. It
1: it got traction. Okay, so if if I could say anything, here and was, you wouldn't know. If I was to rate my life based on <laughs> based on my social media interactions last ten years, yeah, I think it'd be I'd be a zero. Okay, um, so you yeah you got the three. Scotty, our producer, did, got the two. And I thought I, I thought Adam Adam Baldwin. Uh, you're pretty good. Who's uh, well, I can't really vote for myself. Uh Jack. Hey boys, just quickly. Okay. Long, long-time listener, first-time messenger. I'm just uh, messaging from uh, St. Lucia in the West Indies on a holiday and um, just noticing that Mitch is getting a lot of stick for his uh, just quicklies on the pod, but noticing that every time the podcast starts, Sam also has a very unique yes, which is more than enough to be a thing now. Surely the yes could be a segment of its own. Loving the pod, boys. Keep up the great work. First of all, there's a lot a lot to unpack there. Jack, from the, is he... A uh, voice messaging from the West Indies. That's amazing. That's a first. I'd love to do a test visit to the West Indies and watch a game at St Lucia. Secondly, did he? Is it just me? Or did he sound a lot like Hamish Black? Maybe he did. Can we play a little bit more of Ryan? In fact, it's not Ryan, it's Jack. Uh, this could be a segment of its own. Loving the Pod Boys. Keep up the great work. That's Hamish. It- that's Hamish Black in disguise. Just got a bit of- Do I actually start the podcast like that every every week? You do. I think he like, did from memory this week too. Is it a, so it's a long yes. He
0: goes, yes, welcome back, it's tradies.
1: Okay. I love how you two have just sat here and said absolutely nothing for weeks and then suddenly someone gives me shit for something and you're <laughs> all over me. Well, unlike me saying just
2: quickly, I haven't had an issue with it.
1: Okay. All right, well, I'm starting tomorrow's with no. <laughs> no, it's a shit gag. That was a two. Uh, okay. Well, I hope we've given you a nice kickstart to the last week of the trade period. Still a little bit more to get done. Yeah. I'm just assessing our whiteboards and 48 hours away
2: from... Radigali is the big one. He is. A lot revolves around port. They've got five players to deal with right now. Bit to play out. Catch us here same time, same place tomorrow. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening to another producery podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at com. Thanks for tuning in.